Today on the Profitable Tradie Podcast, when people don't pay you, that's theft. It drives me insane. Yeah, it is theft. It's, it's, it's absolutely bollocks. theft. You wouldn't just leave your workshop open and let them come and take your equipment. You wouldn't do that. Why you've really got to toughen up when you're dealing with slow or non-payers. It's your money when you've done a job. Might look profitable, but it means nothing until you've collected it. Cash really is the oxygen of your business, so you can't live without it. You need it to be coming in, and you won't have it if you're basically being a sissy about getting paid. They're paying someone something, so we have to make sure that you're one of the someones and the somethings getting paid. There's three really powerful tools for effective credit control and debt collection. Getting paid is the number one rule in business, and if you're not getting paid, it is toxic for your business. But what most people don't understand is that getting paid is a mental and a psychological game. Tune into this week's podcast where we go into the ins and outs of getting your head game right with debt collection. You're listening to the Profitable Tradie Podcast, where every week we help you make more money, get your time back, and make life and business a whole lot more fun. Join us as we transform your plumbing, electrical, or similar service business into a successful operation. Don't miss a beat. Hit the follow button. Let's get started. Well, howdy there. Tony Fraser-Jones, host of the Profitable Trading Podcast, here with Phil Smith, the man, the myth, the legend. Yeah, g'day, mate. That was a heck of a burp before. I know. I reckon we should have left that on. I probably should have, actually. Those of you listening, I I ripped a pretty intense burp uh, as the intro was was just about to rev up, so... Yeah, you're welcome, Tony. No um, problem. Anytime. It's impressive. We have Sar here in the office as well, or in the in the studio. He's um yeah, he got it he got a little privy to that too. He's looking a bit green around the gills to be honest. He's struggling yeah. like the rest of us. Yeah, well, it's a tough one. It it be better an empty house than a bad tenant, that's what I always say. That's right. Better yeah, out than in. Better out than in. Yeah. Today, what are we uh, what are we getting into? We're talking about why you've really got to toughen up when you're dealing with slow or non payers. And this is dear to my heart. Very dear to my heart. Uh, I know, Tony, you've got a, a few rules of business, and uh, there's three. And number one is uh, get paid. So this is pretty damn important. And I mean, cash really is the oxygen of your business. So you can't live without it. You need it to be coming in, and you won't have it if you're basically being a sissy about getting paid. Yeah, it's emotionally, mentally challenging area. Uh, I'm not going to deny that. For a lot of people, this is um, basically gives them the old loose bell terror. But it's so important uh, that you toughen up and get the money that's owed to you. You know, it's your money when you've done a job, so it might look profitable, but it means nothing until you've collected it. Yeah. And uh, the way I look at it is, you know, you wouldn't just leave your workshop open and let them come and take your equipment and some vehicles. You know, you wouldn't do that. No. Uh, well, if you would, you need other help, which uh, <laughs> I'm not qualified to give. But you just wouldn't do that. That is theft. Yeah, that's and right. And for me, when people don't pay you, for services which are, you know, diligently rendered, that's theft. It drives me insane. Yeah, it is theft. It's, it's, it's absolutely bollocks. theft. The trouble is most people are too passive with this uh, and they, they need to be more assertive, they need to toughen up and actually collect the money that's owing to them. You know, a lot of people actually feel apologetic about actually asking for the money that's theirs. That they have and earned. That's insane. Yeah, and someone agreed to beforehand as well. That's the thing that really gets me is that this is... Most often, a price that someone's agreed to, uh, maybe even in writing, um, and then you've you've done what you had to do, but they won't give you the money, and that's just outrageous. It's outrageous that you wouldn't push for it. Well, and and it's like, oh well, I don't have the money and stuff. Well, whose problem is that? Yeah, exactly. See, all of your clients, they're paying someone. Yeah, that's right. They're paying someone something, so we have to make sure that you're one of the someones and the somethings getting paid. Yeah, yeah. And if you say, well, they genuinely have no money, I'm like, well, are they wearing clothes? <laughs> do they eat food? 
There's some money, mate. They're paying somebody. So, yeah, you need to get it. Anyway, I'm sure you have a story to I do. Uh, this is a story about uh, an interesting insect. It's called the hoverfly. And the hoverfly looks exactly like a bee. Uh, and it pollinates plants as well. So it flies around, uh, looks like a bee, floats like a bee, all that sort of stuff. You know, other insects think that it will sting. But this hoverfly has no sting. Mm. So it's exactly like a bee, but it has no sting. The thing is, it survives happily, it thrives, because everyone thinks it's going to sting. Yeah. And so nobody messes with it. Messes with it because they're like, well, I don't want to get stung. And the psychology of debt collection and getting paid is kind of similar. Yeah. 100%. It's absolutely critical that people think you're going to do stuff. Yeah. Exactly. That you're going to sting and take action. And this is not about being uh, rude, unkind, argumentative, angry. Uh, kneecapping people. I'm not. Well, you know, maybe, <laughs> maybe if. Uh, anyway, we don't uh, publicly endorse that. No, publicly. no, that, no, publicly. Uh, but it's very important that uh, your clients think that you are an enforcer. Yeah, this is massive. Um, and I think really, like, if they don't think you're an enforcer, you really are setting yourself up to to be messed with, which we don't want. And obviously, in this case, if we don't have anything in place to actually a look like an enforcer or b be one if we need to. Um, we can run into some pretty big negatives. Well, the first one is you're just not going to get paid. Yeah. The squeaky wheel gets the oil and uh, someone else will be a squeakier wheel. They'll get the oil and you won't. And the thing here is it's important to understand with, with debts is the longer you leave it, and this is like empirical evidence, this is like scientific evidence, and you can look this up with any debt collection company, the longer you take to get paid, the less likely you are to get paid. Yeah. Because the money's gone. They're spending it on other stuff. Yeah, I mean, as far as the science goes, it actually can make a difference by the hour uh, as far as what the li percentage likelihood is that you'll actually collect that money. So it's pretty brutal. And yeah. I think not getting paid is obviously the, the ultimate downside that yeah. we run into, but and there's a bunch more. Yeah, yeah. And so the problem with not getting paid is that uh, there's so much stress associated with that. For me, there's two things that are most stressful in business. One is dealing with team members who are difficult and problematic. It's very personal. And dealing with clients who won't pay is also a very personal thing. Yeah. So it creates a lot of stress. It creates a heck of a lot of time because you've got to follow up and all the admin and all the mucking around and the groveling and the begging and the sending of emails and the SMSs and all that stuff takes a lot of time. Well, regardless of the time that it, you have spent sitting there thinking about, you know, Seething doing this. About and, it. and not only that, but sitting there building up the courage to make the calls, you know, or, or mm. send the emails or, you know, you're, you're obsessing over whether or not your wording is right and stuff like that. This is all time. I don't want to offend them by seem, seeming too blunt. Yeah. Uh, write the email seven times. Yeah, Exactly. But that's all wasted time also. Yeah. So it is very stressful. Uh, it affects your mojo, it has a knock-on effect, you're not getting paid, so that's stressful, so you can't pay and maybe you can't feed people and all that sort of stuff. Uh, so that's a big part of it. It also, if you don't follow up and you're not an enforcer and you're too passive, you train your clients that it's okay for them not to pay you Yeah. because it's not painful. So you effectively become their interest-free bank and they're not even grateful. Yeah. And if you think about a bank, if you don't pay your overdraft back or your loans back, there's penalty interest straight away. There's no arguments about it. No. And there's and no talking your way out of it. No, either. like, cry me a river. Oh, but, oh, but, oh, but, they'll be like, um, yeah, but so? whatever. Yeah, but whatever, mate. That's the rules. There's no getting out of that. It just is what it is. Yeah. So you, you train your clients to treat you badly. Yeah. Uh, and that's a big thing. Yeah. Uh, it does damage your energy and your motivation if you deal with this. It is incredibly stressful. 
uh, and you feel weak and you actually lose respect for yourself. Uh, yeah. And we see that with people who have done this consistently. They actually uh, get less and less confident about themselves and their ability to do it. So they, they actually kind of get worse at it. And other people lose respect for you too. You know, if your business is under pressure uh, and maybe you're struggling to pay your team, word's going to get out that people owe you money and they'll be like, well, what are you doing about it? Yeah. Maybe your wife or your husband or your partner is like, well, what are you doing about it? Like, you just got to, and you're like, oh, I don't want to upset them. Or, oh, maybe I don't get another job from them. Oh, you know, they're having a hard time. And it's like, hey, fella, who's having a hard time here? You are, we are. Well, let's do something about it. Well, getting pushed around is very much a snowball, right? Like, you end up getting pushed around in one area of your life, um, word gets out, and um, basically you start getting pushed around in every area of your life until ultimately you're uh, you know, figuratively cowering in the corner, um, you know, praying that life would be easier and better. And I think this is where it's time to take the power back, you know, like stop wishing it was it was easier um, just be, and just be better. Be better, yeah. Well, yeah, the vultures literally are circling. They're going to pick the carcass. You don't sort this stuff out. That's right. Whereas on the other hand, if we can grow a backbone and start actually following a real process here and getting paid, we got some pretty big upsides. Well, number one, you get paid. And all the benefits of that, the money goes in your bank account. You can pay your supplies. You can pay your wages. There's a whole lot less stress. You save a whole lot of time, uh, effort, and hassle. Uh, It's just way better. Uh, You train your clients that they can't get away with this. They know that if they've got money, they have to pay you first. That's a big thing. Huge thing. Uh, your energy is much better. You feel more confident in yourself. And you do, you can focus on the you know the other stuff of business, which is like how do I grow my business? How do I improve my marketing? What systems can I put in place? Rather than fighting fires about how the heck am I going to get money so I can actually pay people? Yeah. And ultimately, other people will gain respect for you too. So it's like we said, opposite of the last one for the, for the negatives. Man, if people start seeing you as somebody who, you know, you don't mess with that guy. You know, he doesn't muck around. Well, then you don't get pushed around ever for anything, and you end up, you know, really just taking the whole power back in your life, yeah, and which we're is not, massive. We're not talking about being an absolute psycho and abusing people and being a hard ass all the time. We're actually about being active, assertive, and uh, taking a powerful position. But you can still do that, and you should still do that in a kind and respectful way because it'll actually get better results. You've you've hit the nail on the head on that word. It's about respect. It's not about fear. You know, you're not you're not blustering and, and being psycho like you said. It's not fear. It's respect. And that's a really important thing because without respect, you'll end up getting walked all over. Yeah, and it's it's really simple that people will understand that if they don't pay you, there's some consequences. Yeah, it's and huge. You, and you implement those without emotion as well. It's like, yep, that's what's going to happen. Okay, well, I better actually crack on. That's it. Well, let's pull apart how to do this. Yeah, there's, there's two really key things, I think. here. There are two types of creditors, if you like, uh, two types of people who are owed money. There are the non-enforcers and there are the enforcers. And if you aren't an enforcer, you will not get paid. You will struggle to get paid. You will get stretched out. You will be the last cab off the rack. You'll be the one dealing with all the problems, the stress, the hassle. Yeah. Uh, and so non-enforcers, they, their characteristics are that they are passive. They uh, procrastinate. They leave things till tomorrow or next week. They trust the good intentions of everyone. They listen and believe everything they're told uh, because it's easier to do that emotionally yeah that's pretty simple basically these people do nothing they do nothing they don't take action and they hope it comes right and they tell themselves that oh well i'll just give them a bit more time and they're going to pay next week but we've already given them an extra six weeks but it's going to be right next week yeah that's a, that's a non-enforcer an enforcer is like well actually an enforcer will bankrupt someone if they need to yeah 
not because they enjoy it, because they know they need to get paid and they've got to fix their own oxygen mask first. And it's just like that's what happens in business. You do work, you get paid, you haven't paid, well, here's the consequences. Well, that's the process, right? It's yep. like there's a process and at any point you can uh, you can get off this train. You don't have to see this right through to the gnarly end. But if they don't want to get off the train, well, then that's a decision they're making. It's a choice they're making. It's not your fault. You're not at fault here or, or wrong or evil or mean for you know actually enforcing a process that they agreed to and that they knew was there. They are actually making a conscious decision the whole time to uh, to see this right through to it to the end. If they do that, this is the the key psychology here is that uh, the non enforcer will take the blame and the responsibility for the situation on their shoulders, and they'll be like, well. You know, I don't want to upset them, and hey, it's not really their fault, and it's they'll make all bunch of excuses for them. Mm. But the enforcer is like, well, actually, this is the rules of the game. This is how it rolls. Uh, I need to actually execute this and get on with it because otherwise, I'm the one who's going to struggle here. Yeah, yeah. So don't shoot yourself in the foot. Don't feel bad about it. Don't let. This is what There's nothing often to feel bad about. You're not doing anything to them. Like the thing that's, is, is that's like, exactly you're not doing anything to them. You actually just help them solve a problem they have. You know, you've just fixed something or repaired something or installed something or basically enriched their life for an agreed fee uh, with agreed terms. Um, and honestly, they owe you the money. So at this point, you're not doing anything to them by asking for the money that they agreed to pay. If they can't pay it, it's because they've done stuff to themselves which has screwed their financial position when they really owed that money to you. And so, honestly, they've overstretched. And they're going to need to wear those consequences or otherwise they're going to keep doing this. And that's actually going to ultimately ruin their own life. Um, so please don't go down with the ship. This is not your ship. Uh, if they want to sink it, that's their business. Yeah. If, if you allow your, um, the people that owe you money to put their emotional baggage on you, you are a non-enforcer. Yeah, exactly. Uh, because the narcissistic person or the, the person who's under a lot of stress, even subconsciously tries to transfer that problem over to you to make you feel bad so that you don't take the action that they don't want you to take. That's 100% it. And I think the psychology and mental game is really critical throughout this whole process. Like you need to be in the right headspace um, before you even start this process. You need to take a strong position. Don't be passive. Don't be weak. Be strong and sure of yourself, which again, like we said, it's not about being aggressive or being a dick. It's about being strong and confident and respected. It's just about and respectful you know, and respectful. You know, it's just it's like we're we're doing business right now. This is not some kind of back alley deal where I, you, there's unscrupulous bloody stuff going around. This is a, this is a respectable business deal. Like play by the rules. And I think the thing is, is if you have to execute your receivables process, then you really have to believe you're doing the right thing. I think this is this is very important. It's like we said in the previous point, like. If Tony, if you owed me money and I have to put you through my collections process, I'm doing the right thing by you by actually executing my process because I'm helping you to pay me the money you owe uh, and I'm helping you to see the error of your ways if there is an error of your ways. If you've overstretched yourself, the only way you learn that and make changes or improvements to better your life is if people actually call you on your crap. And so... I'm going to do that. I'm going to be that guy because it's the right thing to do by me. It's the right thing to do by my business, my family, but it's also the right thing to do by you. Uh, you know, if I cover up for your mistakes, I actually weaken you and further, um, yeah, basically cut your legs out from under you for, for the rest of your life. It's starting to sound like being a parent, isn't it? A little bit. Yeah. Got to do the hard <laughs> stuff. They yeah. don't always like you. No, but um, it's, it's actually the best thing for everybody yeah. for me to, you know, hold you to what we agreed to. Yeah, 100%.
Yeah. So I think there's there's three really powerful tools for effective credit control and debt collection. Uh, and the first one or concepts is repetition. Uh, the second one is embarrassment. And the third one is credibility. Yep. So repetition means that you are consistent and unrelenting. So that means that they know you will call if you say you will call. Yep. They know that if you've set a date for payment that you'll follow up. And so they know that you're going to be there. They know that you're not just going to do a one-off and then forget about it for two months or a few weeks. That's really important. So repetition is critical. Yeah. And process helps massively with that. Massively. All right. So number two is embarrassment. So I love this one uh, because I think the hard thing is when we go to collect money, a lot of the time, you know, people sort of think, well, man, I, I can't go intimidate the person. And yeah, absolutely you can't. Don't um, use don't threats do and violence. That's right. The minute you start getting into anything threatening, like, well, if you don't do this, then I'm going to bloody get you or something like that, you can't say that. And honestly, it won't help either because the minute you get threatening, you actually damage your own credibility and you become the problem and then they have something to whinge about and now it's about whether or not you're being threatening and not about whether or not they owe you money. Yeah, it's like, oh, he's not being reasonable and he's being aggressive and I'm not going to pay him because he's yeah, being... Yeah, that's right. And honestly, they, they do kind of have a league to stand on there. Whereas on the other hand, if you really want to get paid, embarrassment is very, very powerful. You know, um, you know people really, really fear embarrassment. Uh, it, makes them, it makes them worried. It makes them scared. And if you turned up at somebody's business, let's say, uh, let's say I've done some work for you. Let's say you owe me money. And uh, let's say I popped in here to the office unannounced um, and I started walking around and saying, hey, is, is Tony here? Uh, people are like, oh, yeah, he's just in a meeting. I'm like, oh, cool, because, you know, I've been calling and, and texting and, and you know, next step was going to be carrier pigeon, but I thought I was in the area, might as well pop in. He still owes me that 200 grand. Um, so, yeah, I just thought I'd, you know, catch him if he's got a minute. Like, is he going to be long? And just, again, be really polite, be really happy, upbeat, as if everything's fine, and just kind of play dumb about the fact that, you know, this might be a negatively geared situation, and be very loud and very vocal in front of the whole business, and, and basically what's going to happen is that will embarrass the hell out of you. Are you going to come out of your office in a hurry and be like, hey, uh, come in here, nothing to see here, and you'll probably pay me on the spot, because you'd be embarrassed. So honestly, embarrassment's massive. Massive, yeah. Don't get angry when you when you're meeting people. Try and maintain the relationship where you can, uh, you know, as much as you can, uh, and use embarrassment. It's it's incredibly powerful. But then credibility is important. You've got to follow through. Uh, yep. So they have to know that uh, look, if they don't play ball and don't follow the process of what they've agreed to, that you will take action. Yeah. And that means you will enforce. So that's you know, if it if it requires sending someone to debt collection, then you do that. And it doesn't mean you don't listen to their story. It doesn't mean you don't try and create some accommodation. It doesn't mean you're just like an unfeeling machine that just implements your, you know, your uh, process to the letter of the law every single time. There are situations where you need to flex a little bit and be sensible, and you, you know, do that. You can do that, hundred percent. Yeah. But they have to know that push comes to shove, you're going to take the action if they don't behave. I've got a small story here, if you'll indulge oh, I me. I love a small yeah, story. Yeah, well, basically, uh, so our head of marketing here at PT, uh, Damon, uh, when I first started working with him, um, didn't really know him very well. Now, Damon is the kind of guy, he's absolutely an enforcer. If he gives you a, um, a consequence, he will he will action it. Now, I didn't know that. I thought, you know, most people are, are you know, reasonable. Um, and so, as a result, like, they'll give you fair warning. Uh, and then they'll give it again, and then they'll give it again, and then they'll give it again if the consequence they want to enact is, is bad. 
So we have Nerf guns in the office, and we uh, often will shoot each other. And you know, I'm shooting at Damon one day, and uh, and I shoot him one time, and he turns around, he's got a glass of water on his desk, and he says, "If you do that again, I'm going to throw this water on you." And I'm thinking, "Ha ha, he won't. Surely he won't do that. You know, don't be unreasonable." So I shot him again, and he threw the water on me. Um, I've never shot that guy again ever, <laughs> ever, because the reality is, is like. Well, he, he actually did it. I didn't think he'd do that. Yeah. Um, and, he, and he said, look, no hard feelings, man. I did tell you I was going to do it. Um, and to his credit, I'm like, yeah, okay. Uh, but, you know, you do have to do that because now he has credibility. Now I'm not going to do it again. And if he tells me to stop something, I'll stop. So uh, on the other hand, that's there's so other guys in the office. I've shot them a million times and they've never really followed know. through. Yeah, don't shoot him, man. He'll get no, you I'm with the water. No, I'm thinking more about how to keep you under control, Chief. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's a difficult job. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, anyway, uh, next process. one for me, you Let's must talk process. have a process. Oh my God, you have to have a process. If you don't have a process, then you have nothing to action. You'll be flying by the seat of your pants, and the hard part is that you can't get the prior pre-framing, so therefore when you go to action your process, it will feel unreasonable. Like The, the beauty of what Damon did to me is he had the chance to tell me, if you do that again, then I will throw the water on you. So I was forewarned, and then when the water was thrown on me, I'm like, well, that figures. That's my fault. Uh, so the thing is, is if you don't have a process, anything you action could be construed as unreasonable. So, you know, you need, firstly, you need to have a full process start to finish, like what will happen from all the way from before it's even due, the bill to be paid, all the way through all the steps of them not paying right through to me sending them to a collections agency. So, you know, this is going to go through your terms of trade. You know, when you send this out, getting agreement to that, it's going to go through, you know, having the scripts for every step in this. Um, you know, all of the steps involved, right from maybe you give them a call the day before the bill is even due to be paid. Hey, mate, just a reminder, uh, bill's due to be paid tomorrow. So, you know, we accept this payment or this payment or this payment. Uh, just checking you've got the invoice there and you're ready to go. That call there can be very powerful. I'm not suggesting you do it with every service call that's, you know, 400 bucks, but if it's a reasonable invoice, maybe a few thousand, there's two objections that people have, and they're sneaky little objections, and they're lies most of the time. Uh, you know, they haven't paid by the due date, and you you follow them up, and they're like, "Oh well, I didn't get the invoice." Yep. BS. Yep. And number two, oh well, I've got a problem with the invoice. That's right. BS number two, because all those are designed as to push you down the track. They're smoke screens you another and stalls. So you you call them the day before it's due, and we have a script we give our members, and part of the script is, "Oh, did you get the invoice?" Yep. No, no problem. I'll send it to you right now. That's right. Happy days. I'll wait on the phone. Let me know when you've got it. Yeah. And mm. number two is, hey, have you got any questions with the invoice? And if they say no, that problem's gone. Yeah, they can't bring it up later because they had their opportunity. And then, again, you'll have a script for every step, but you'll have the steps mapped, you'll have the scripts for the steps, and then you'll actually follow those steps the whole way down the line, and that means that you have a process, and you can always you know, make them alert them to the next step in the process. This is where we're at right now. The next step will be this. So you need to take X action by X data, otherwise I will enact the next step. Does that make sense? Um, and basically that's going to keep you on track yep. with actually collecting the money. And when you are talking to people, if they are, you haven't paid you, what, what, you know, this, this pot is really about when they haven't paid you actually getting that collection. Uh, it's really important when you have the discussion to get firm agreement yep. on the steps that are going to happen. And there are situations where people might make a, a payment ag- arrangement or part payment or a particular date that um, that they'll commit to, get firm agreement on that date and on that amount, and yep. get it in writing as well. So there's no uh, ambiguity, no confusion about that. And then you put that in your system, 
And as soon as that date ticks over, if they haven't paid, you're on to them again. Next step in the process. So it's really critical not to have a conversation like, oh, we haven't been paid. Um, just looking at my invoices, how are you going with that? And they're like, oh, yeah, you know, we're going to get paid next week, so I'll sort it out then. That's a bad res- result. What you want to say is, okay, cool. Hey, that's awesome. What day next week will that be? Oh, um, probably maybe Wednesday, Thursday. I'm like, well, which one is it? Okay, Thursday, right. So you'll be able to pay this on Thursday? Yep, and what time will you be able to pay it by? Okay, cool. And so you get firm agreement because a loose agreement is nothing. Yep. Firm agreement you can hold them to and you can follow up. Plus you can then say, cool, so on close of business Thursday, if the payment hasn't cleared, we'll uh, go ahead with our next step in our collections process, which is that we send you a seven-day letter warning you of the fact that collections will be enacted. Uh, And basically then you stick to it, which again takes all the stress out for you because you're not sitting there, oh man, it hasn't come through, what do I do now? It's like, well, you do the next step in your process like you said you would. That's yep. very easy. And I think the next thing is that if you're doing this, this really teaches your clients uh, how to collect as well. Uh, because honestly, a lot of the time, the problem with you getting your money is they don't know how to get their money, right? Like the amount of time you've spoken to a client and they say, oh, look, I really want to pay, but I haven't been paid on XYZ job. And you know, I'm waiting for this payment to come in from someone else. And when that comes in, then I can pay you. And the thing is, is they suck at this. They don't do it. And because your clients don't do this stuff, it means that you're always going to wear it, um, trying to get money off them. Whereas if you can model the right behavior, you can model a great system, then what you're actually able to do is teach them to do the same stuff. And then that way they get paid more often, which means that they always have money to pay you, which is happy days. It's like a win-win. It's like a win-win. You've got to love a win-win. You do. Yeah. Uh, and, and when you're doing this, it's important to make it personal. Uh, and I don't mean be like attacking personally, but it's very easy because it's difficult emotionally and mentally and psychologically and whatever to just send an email or send a text, an SMS. And a lot of accounting systems will do that. It's like, sweet, we've got a follow-up process that sends an SMS and an email. Well, that's so easy to ignore. Just let me repeat that. Texts and emails are easy to ignore. Phone calls and visits are difficult to ignore. So the personal touch really helps here. Yeah. Uh, so uh, either you're being on the phone or visiting if, if it's getting bad, or if you are not doing it in your team or you've got a bigger team or you really struggle with this, you need someone else who's a Doberman to get on the phone and be your receivables person, your, your credit control person. But use the telephone yeah. uh, and, and or visits. Don't waste time sending emails and SMSs because they will be ignored. That's right. I mean, half the time they're actually valid. You know, people say, oh, I didn't get that. Yeah, I mean, it could like legitimately be lost in a sea of other emails. Like yeah. it, that actually is possible, which gives credence to when they're lying, uh, it seems real. Yeah. So it's when, hard when, to And I, I need to just sort of correct there a little bit what I said is uh, you can still use emails and stuff as part of the process. Mm. Uh, that will be where you, you know, you follow up with the agreement you've got. Uh, that can be in writing. That's always helpful. But the phone and the... V- and the, the visit, particularly the phone, because it's, it's, it's simple, it's the quickest way between two people, is where you can come to the agreements and the arrangements and hold people to account to their commitments because it's very hard to wiggle or weasel out of that. Yeah, 100%. That's massive. And this brings me to another point, really, which is that marketing gives you power. Um, and so basically, if you're getting a lot of difficult people and you're feeling like you're always having to run around chasing money, um, look, maybe you just don't have very good clients. And the reality is if you were doing more marketing 
and you were bringing in more options or more leads, you know, more potential jobs you could be doing, it's a lot easier to start, uh, A, saying no to the dickheads that have wronged you before, but B, is um, actually holding people to uh, account on your systems and taking people through your receivables process and you know, you know, qualifying people more on the front end before you work with them, all of this becomes easier because you don't have that fear of, well, what if they don't want to work with me again? It's like, so I have other options, um, which gives you a lot of power to stop getting pushed around and to actually you know, action your, you know, your your teeth really is is be the hoverfly, sure, but you know, maybe sometimes you got to be a wasp, uh, mm. and it's easy to be a wasp when you don't care if you kill the the victim, right? So yeah, and it's not as though you don't care, but it's like you kind of well, it's, it's like you'll be <laughs> you alright, kind of you'll care. be yeah. fine, you'll be fine. You know, it's you'll like, be it's fine. not my problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, I think, you care, but you don't. Yeah, I think that's the thing. I'm, I think it's important here. It's not that you're trying to be rude, obnoxious, difficult. You're just running a business. You're just not taking. Yeah, and, and that's exactly it. And running a business, number one rule is getting paid. So if, you, if you're if you finding this difficult, what the universe is asking you to do is toughen the hell up. That's it. Because you have to do that to have a great business. That's it. Well, I think that's a good note to end on. So let's land this plane. Well, real simple. Execute your collections process without remorse, but be kind and considerate. Collections is a head game. It's your job to get on top of it. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you all again next time. See you later. Next week on the Profitable Trading Podcast. Mistakes are the bane of a business owner's life. It's so frustrating when your team don't get it right. Tune into next week's podcast where we go through why it's a terrible idea to fix all your team's mistakes and what you should do instead. Congratulations on being part of a select group of savvy business owners who are taking their businesses to the next level. And to help you on your journey, don't forget to check out our show notes for a copy of our free book, The Profitable Trading and other valuable resources. Thanks for being a part of this special group and we'll see you in the next episode of the Profitable Trady Podcast.